And then the question was about Candace Owens. I think her behavior during this has been disgraceful. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I think that I think that her, her faux sophistication on these particular issues has been ridiculous. It's not faux sophistication, it's ridiculous. Everybody can see the moves that she's making and the things that she is saying and I find them distracting. That has gotten to the point where Christ is King is now considered an offensive phrase. Hey everybody, we're back with another episode of The Shift with Gina. It has not been that long since I was with you. It's only been a few days now, but I'm back with another episode. This one's gonna be quick because I just wanna talk about this controversy, this heated thing that is happening between Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens of The Daily Wire. It all came to a head yesterday on Twitter. It's been very interesting to watch. I think a lot of us are kind of sitting back with our popcorn just watching all of it unfold because... I don't think it's ever been a secret that Ben and Candace disagree on a lot of things. It's certainly never been a secret. You know, they've touched on this before. They've talked about some of the things they disagree about before. Um, but this in particular has gotten quite heated. So we're going to just talk about this topic really quick today because this feud between Ben and Candace is it refers to something a lot bigger that I think is really worth talking about. And that is how the phrase Christ is king is now being twisted as a form of anti-Semitism, as a dog whistle. Um, and many Christians now are being told to stop using that phrase. And we are being told by other conservatives and people on the right to stop saying Christ is king because it is offensive. So we're going to talk about, well, let's go over the feud between Ben and Candace first, and then we'll get into why that has that has gotten to the point where Christ is King is now considered an offensive phrase. Um, before we get started, though, as always, ladies, um, this show is um, an extension of my group called The Shift, hosted on Mighty Networks. I have a women's group that's all about health and wellness, politics and culture. Um, click the link in the description to join. We're always doing some kind of nutrition or health challenge together. We're currently in the middle of a morning routine challenge. We do three to four workouts every week together. We share recipes. There's a ton of exclusive content, exclusive interviews with holistic practitioners, doctors, nutritionists. Um, and I post a lot of exclusive content there too about motherhood and life and everything that you can't find online that I'm not allowed to talk about online. It's on Mighty Networks on the shift. So link in the description if you're a man listening and you have a sister or a mom or a girlfriend or wife who might be interested in joining a group of like-minded women online where we get to talk about a lot of these topics and focus on our health and wellness, send them this link as well. Okay, so where to begin? Maybe we should work backwards. I don't know. We'll start at this. Um, Candace has been under fire in the last few weeks because of her refusal to automatically pick a side in the Israel-Palestine war. Um, she has refused to um, go completely pro-Israel, completely pro-Palestine. And I think she is expressing a lot of frustration that a lot of conservatives are feeling lately. And that's the frustration with this pressure from people on the right to suddenly pick a side in this war. And these are the same people who criticize people for taking Ukraine's side, who criticize America for sending foreign aid to Ukraine. 
in large sums many times over a long period of time. And now these same people are turning around on us and telling us that we must support Israel. You must be pro-Israel. We must send uh, money and defense to Israel because to be pro-America is to be pro-Israel. And you have a lot of people on the right who are like, okay, hold on a second. We're, America comes first. Okay, pro-America does not necessarily mean you're pro any other country because America is independent. It doesn't mean that we have to support anybody else if you're pro-America. And there's been a lot of pressure and um, a lot of people on the right are feeling this pressure to automatically just blindly support the state of Israel. And during this, you know, ever since October 7th happened when Hamas committed heinous acts of terrorism killed people, dragged their dead bodies through the streets, kidnapped hostages. There is nobody on planet Earth who has not condemned. Okay, maybe not planet Earth, but there's nobody online who is talking about this issue who has not condemned what Hamas has done. It is evil. It's obviously an act of terrorism. However, just because Hamas committed these crimes does not automatically mean that you have to agree with everything that Israel is doing in response, right? So that's sort of the, I I guess, the first step into this whole controversy is that Candace has been, you know, she's been outspoken about being pro-America, America America first. She's not necessarily going to be pro-Israel. I think Candace has kind of always been this way about this issue. And because there are a lot of conservatives now who are getting upset at the idea that conservatives don't blindly support Israel. She's come under a lot of fire and she's been criticized a lot. Of course, Ben Shapiro, um, he, you know, he very much supports the state of Israel. He's always been open about that. I don't think I have to show any clips or show any evidence to prove that he's, of course, he's very, very pro-Israel and and that's okay. Okay, fine. We're, that's where we are. And, um, the last few weeks, I think there have been a lot of there's been a lot of speculation that Candace works for the Daily Wire, which was co-founded by Ben Shapiro. I don't know if he's still a co-CEO. I don't think he is. I'm not positive on that. I know he's editor emeritus for the Daily Wire. Now, as Candace has been expressing her views on a lot of this stuff happening in the Middle East, People have been saying things like, this is so rude to your employer. How could you say this? You deserve to be fired. You know, all of this stuff that's pretty ridiculous. And so people have been speculating that she's trying to get herself fired. Like what? It's just total nonsense. So I think a lot of people have been waiting to hear Ben Shapiro's response because I think we all know, I'm going to say this diplomatically, um, I think we all know that Ben can be a little bit emotional about certain things online, and he um, he's definitely been very emotional about this Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and, and you know, that's okay. Um, but here's an example of one of the things that people are really, really upset about that Candace said. Um, <laughs> she, she tweeted on November 3rd, no government anywhere has a right to commit a genocide ever. There is no justification for a genocide. I can't believe this even has to be said or is even considered the least bit controversial controversial to state. Okay, so that's the tweet that she said. Didn't mention Israel or Palestine or anything. And of course, Dave Rubin responded and said, well, as I'm sure you know, Ken, as the Palestinian population has, has increased by five times in the few decades, but thank you for taking a strong stand against Hamas's stated genocide of the Jews, which is in their charter. Like, okay. 
And Candace replied and said, what's amazing about, about this is that I did not name any country in this tweet. I simply stated the genocide is wrong, always. This is not a controversial stance. Interesting how you interpreted it. And I think this kind of sums up uh, what a lot of people online are facing now. If you say anything about, you know, there shouldn't be genocide, maybe we should be uh, a little bit concerned about Israel's response to innocent Palestinians online. If you say anything or to their response to innocent Palestinians on Palestinian land um, in Gaza, Anytime you say anything like this, you get called pro-Hamas, you get called pro-terrorist. It's disingenuous. It's These are the same exact tactics that the left has used on conservatives for years, the same exact tactics that conservatives complain about. So for example, like if you're saying that, um, you know, let's take like BLM, for example, you know, if, if a conservative had said in the past that, you know, maybe... <laughs> We, maybe they shouldn't commit so many crimes. And maybe if you're getting arrested, you shouldn't resist arrest. Then the left will automatically say that they're racist and that they're pro-police and they're pro a blue state and they just want the blue to take over and have tyranny over citizens of the country. What are you talking about? That's obviously not what we're saying. This is the same exact tactic used by the left that now people on the right are using against anyone who is attempting to speak with a little bit of nuance about what's happening in the Middle East. And Candace has not backed down about any of this. And so it all sort of came to a head when yesterday, I believe it was, Candace posted two days ago on November 14th, Candace posted this on Twitter. I'm just reading her tweet now. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness, righteousness's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revive you, revile you, and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And she followed it up with a tweet that said, Christ is king. That's it. No mention of Israel, Palestine, Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, nothing. She quoted some scripture. This was apparently very triggering. Ben Shapiro responded, quote tweeted the next day, Candace, if you feel that taking money from the Daily Wire somehow comes between you and God, by all means, quit. <laughs> and so now you got a lot of people that are responding. They're like, dude, what are you talking about? Are you getting triggered by the fact that she's just quoting scripture on her Twitter page? Is that is that what's happening here? Uh, Mike Cernovich, he responded, must be too expensive to fire her, would require paying out all or some of the contract. Anyway, chill out, man. You've been wrong about most everything from Trump in 2016 to the COVID vaccine to the Middle Eastern wars you supported. If anyone needs to pray for humility, it's you. And, you know, most of most of the replies in on this tweet are similar to that. Lauren Chen responded and said, Candace has been perfectly respectful and consistent in her commentary over the past few weeks. She's been anti-war and America first. She even had someone from the other side of the issue on her show for a civil conversation. And she certainly hasn't launched any ad homs against people who disagree with her. Yet now you've attacked her publicly multiple times. It just seems very personal and out of left field. And I think this tweet from Lauren really sums it up nicely because Candace has been just, she's been simply anti-war. And I think many people who have called for peace 
um, between Israel and Palestine. They've been called anti-Semitic. They've been called haters of a certain group of people. And it's just a little bit silly, you know, and Lauren's right. Candace had a Jewish comedian on her show a couple of weeks ago who disagreed with her and they had a civil conversation about the issues happening overseas. And Ben just has this extremely emotional response. And I think Candace was finally fed up with it, rightfully so. So this is how she responded. She replied to his tweet and said, you have been acting unprofessional and emotionally unhinged for weeks now. And we have all had to sit back and allow it and have all tried to exercise exceeding understanding for your raw emotion. But you cross a certain line when you come for scripture and read yourself into it. I will not tolerate it. And of course, she ratioed him. Pretty, pretty delightful to watch because I think a lot of people have been waiting for this. Um, ben has been very emotional throughout all this. He has been unreasonable in in these uh, these digs to Candace in public. You would think that as colleagues, if he took so much issue with what Candace was saying and with what what her beliefs were, you know, he's just a phone call or a text away from Candace. It's really simple. He could have just contacted her or even said, hey, let's have a public conversation about this. If you feel so strongly about this, I feel strongly about the other side. Let's talk about this. But instead, he's now calling on her to quit her job at the Daily Wire because she quoted scripture and upset him with her views about the Middle East. This is nuts. I mean, oh, and also, I should also throw this into the mix before that tweet even came up there was a viral video of ben shapiro who was not it did not seem like he was aware that he was being filmed and in this clip he said some pretty unsavory i think in my opinion quite rude things about candace so let's listen to this the sound quality is not great but let's just watch it first and then we'll break it down and we'll talk about it um, it's it was a TikTok and the caption is Ben Shapiro slams Candace Owens for her behavior towards Arab Israeli conflict. Let's watch. And then the question is about Candace Owens. I think her behavior during this is If you also look in the background as he's saying all this, people's faces are shocked. They're like, oh, they're like, whoa. So he called her, uh, he called her a faux intellectual. And she said that she's not being intellectual. She's being ridiculous. And she called her absolutely disgraceful absolutely disgraceful now this went totally viral totally viral and a lot of people you know were framing this as ben shapiro chastises candace owens for not calling for blood and not calling for war and look we don't know exactly what he's talking about here we don't know exactly what comments he's referring to and it happened to be at the same time candace was planning to go on tucker carlson's show so yesterday they posted the whole the whole interview on Twitter. And in the first few moments of the interview, Tucker confronts her about this video. He shows the video, he asks her about it, and Candace just absolutely wrecks Ben by taking the high ground. 
And she said, look, I don't know what he's referring to in this video. I don't know what exactly I said that he's talking about or responding to. I don't know. Um, all I can say is that if I were caught saying these types of things about a colleague, um, I would feel quite embarrassed. And she's right. Because again, if you look at the video, it doesn't seem like he's he knows he's being filmed. It looks like it's some sort of private event, a Q&A, meet and greet, something like that. It looked like somebody asked a question about Candace and he was responding to it and he just didn't know he was on camera. Um, but Candace is right. If I would feel the same. If I were caught saying something like that about a colleague or someone that I worked with, it would be incredibly embarrassing because it's uncharitable. That's the 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 best way to put it. It's incredibly uncharitable. And it's, you know, launching ad hominem attacks at somebody is just, it's it's completely unnecessary. Um, and the way that Candace handled the whole thing on Tucker was just, it was a masterclass at how to stay calm when you have these emotional attacks thrown at you. And she spoke about the fact that a lot of people are a little bit confused about her um, her relationship with Ben at the Daily Wire. They think that Ben's her boss. Like Ben is not involved in her show at all on day-to-day -day basis. He lives in Florida. She and the rest of the Daily Wire hosts, they live and they film in Tennessee. So, you know, Ben's not involved with her or any of the other shows on a daily basis. So it's not like he's her boss. They happen to work at the same company. Um and when this all started to blow up on Twitter, right? So you have the viral video by Ben, you have the quoting the scripture by Candace and then Ben's emotional response. And then you have this bombshell interview with Tucker where Candace stood up for herself and she did it with respect. Um, then you have this whole thing that blows up and it spirals into Candace throwing the Bible in Ben's face as a weapon. She's, they say she's weaponizing scripture because she's anti-Semitic. They say that she's weaponizing the phrase Christ is king because she's anti-Semitic. And then you have a lot of these people on the right, a lot of these like neocon, like rhino supporters of the Daily Wire who are now gathering all of these screenshots of people on the right, people like Jack Posobiec, um, who are tweeting the phrase Christ is king. And a lot of these people now are saying, well, this is obviously a dog whistle. This is obviously a phrase being thrown at Jewish people because they're anti-Semitic. That's what this is. Christ is king is an incredibly offensive phrase and it should not be weaponized. And there are even people saying Christ is king is not your political slogan. and It shouldn't be used that way. Actually, Christ is king is a political slogan for many of us. Because you want to know what my politics are? Christ. That's where all of my politics come from. And I think for most Christians who are devoted to their faith, that is where we generate all of our political beliefs and all of our moral beliefs. The idea that religion and politics should be separate is total liberal nonsense. Every single person has religious beliefs that are deeply tied to your moral beliefs and your political beliefs. We are all religious beings. Even if you're an atheist, you have religious beliefs and they inform your political beliefs and your moral beliefs. So that is a political phrase for a lot of people. For a lot of people, it is their political slogan. And who are you to tell us that it can't be our political slogan? So now we're in the space where you have people saying crisis king is a dog whistle. Again, it's the same exact tactics used by the left to people on the right. And the same people who complain about the left doing this to them. You know, people like Dave Rubin, they complain, oh, the left will constantly tell us that we're being racist and bigots and they call our phrases dog whistles. You're doing the same thing to Christians who simply say that Christ is king. 
And why is it so offensive to you? Christ is our king. That's what we believe. That's what we live by. And now you have all of these people on the right, these so-called conservatives who are policing what we say and saying that we can't weaponize that phrase and it can never be used to throw it in a person's face who doesn't believe what we believe. It's wrong. It's wrong to do that. It's just, it's, it's really, let me see if I can find this tweet because there's just one tweet. Let's see. And they're like, oh, you can't use Christ is king because... It's, um, you know, it's offensive, blah, blah, blah. Ah, here it is. This girl named Abby Libby, she says, Christ is king is not your political slogan. It should never be a thing you say out of spite or hatred for other people. If Christ is your king, then act like it. <laughs> She's telling you that Christ is king is not your political slogan. Do you hear this? This is exactly the stuff that comes from the left. And you have people on the right who are acting like leftists. They're using the same exact tactics, the same exact stuff. And then you have a lot of these other people like there's, you know, huge Daily Wire fans who make their entire profile about Daily Wire. They're like, oh, I'm a huge Daily Wire fan. They're sharing these screenshots talking about how people have not been using this phrase Christ is King until the last few weeks. Huh? I wonder why, you know, implying that Christ is King is like an anti-Semitic thing to say. This is not a hard question to answer. Do you want to know why in the last few weeks, a lot of Christians have been saying this phrase more frequently online than they have in the past. It's because in the last few weeks, many conservative Christians have felt a lot of pressure and even coercion by other people on the right who even some some of whom even claim to be Christian to blindly support the state of Israel and everything that they do. And so a lot of Christians who are feeling this pressure and who are refusing to bow down to this pressure we're using this phrase Christ is king to remind you that there is only one person that we bow down to and we are not obligated obligated to blindly support any other state, especially a state that is tied to a specific religion that is opposed to ours. So yeah, there are a lot more Christians online lately who have been using the phrase Christ is King more frequently than they have in the past, because a lot of these people feel very pressured by their own, by, by their own peers and by their own leaders and politicians to blindly support Israel in this war. We don't have to do that. If you want to support that, that's fine. I'm not stopping you. But you you do not have any right to pressure us into supporting the, the, that state blindly. We don't have to do that. We don't have to be pro-war in any sense. We don't have to get involved in any war, whether it's a religious war, a political war. We have no, we have no obligation to do that. So we tell you that Christ is king to remind you that we don't answer to anybody else. And if that's offensive to you, if that is upsetting to you, I, I don't know what to tell you, but none of you have any right to tell us that it's not our pro political slogan. It's the same exact stuff that the left does. And I'm so done with it. This is why the right sometimes, like we just deserve to lose. The right sucks. Like cons conservatives, like Con Inc. these days, Con Inc. is just so cringe. The mainstream conservative movement is just so, no wonder they keep losing.
So I tweeted the other day, I said, maybe it was just yesterday, I said, now there are people on the right who are claiming that the phrase crisis king is being used as a dog whistle, same exact tactic previously used by the left to silence others. And this is what's so upsetting about the right is that any chance they get, okay, so first they sit around and they complain about how the left calls them racist, the left calls them homophobes, the left calls them all of these names that are unnecessary and that don't apply at all to their argument, right? And they complain about it, they complain about it, and then they turn around and they do the same exact thing to people on the right. They do the same exact thing to conservative Christians who who uh, who dare to defy them, who dare to believe something different. And it's it, it makes me sick to my stomach. Like I'm so done supporting this mainstream conservative movement. Like they just really deserve to lose. So that's why this whole thing between Ben and Candace, like it's bigger than Ben and Candace. It really points to the sickness in the conservative movement where a lot of conservative Christians are silenced and they're told they can't believe what they believe. And they're told to stop saying certain phrases that refer to their deep religious beliefs. It's not okay. It's not okay. And it's not something that I'm ever going to be on board with. And it really, again, it points to this sickness in the conservative movement that just needs to be eradicated. It does. And it's, it just makes me sick how people are just you know, they think that Ben Shapiro, like what he's doing is like, it's appropriate. You have all these people who are like in Candace's mentions and they're like, that's a really inappropriate thing to say to your employer. Okay. And it was appropriate what Ben Shapiro said into a microphone about her at a public event. You know, it's like the double standards are wild. I'm done with it. So that's all I got for today, everybody. We'll be back soon with another episode. Don't forget to like and whatever, share, subscribe, all the things. Share the episode with somebody that you think might like it, even somebody that you think won't like it, because I'm sure that this is probably going to get a lot of angry comments in the section, in the comment section, because, you know, we're sometimes today just feels like we're outnumbered. Just mainstream Con Inc. has just taken over, and I'm sure that many, many people will be will be thrilled with this episode. Okay, see you next time. Bye.